What's going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. This is podcast number 54. Somehow we have done 54 of these damn things, but fall is coming. Football is just tomorrow, but before we get too deep into it, we gotta we gotta be happy. We're gonna go with the Walters happy theme this week. Walters, who are we? Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. That's awkward. With your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're gonna need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Now you couldn't hear it, Josh, but I'm sorry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Josh. Not lovely enough to hear our intro, so there's that. Well, I was, Josh, it's a very delicate process, okay? And I still haven't mastered how to do everything the right way, so I had to sacrifice your listening for 30 seconds. My apologies. Anywho, you can find us, uh, if you ever want to reach out or engage the show, you can go to, you can send an email to headnoxoverdose at gmail.com, words are hot. You can go to facebook.com slash hoodpod or anchor.fm slash hoodpod to leave us one minute voicemails. We are on our journey to 100 subscribers and Josh... I don't remember last week, but last week we were almost taken aback by the Blake Brigade that came across the stream, okay? Well, and hang on. So we had 16. Are we up to 15 now? We, uh, Josh, even better than up to 15. We are up to 20 since last Wednesday. We started last Wednesday at 16. We are now at 20 subscribers. We are one-fifth of the way to our 100-subscriber goal. I'm I'm sure Blake went out, told all his friends, and now they're listening live, right? Yeah, we got the Blake bump at plus four, so that feels good. So be a friend, tell a friend. We want to get to 100 subs so we can get our custom Earl because um, the one we have right now is ugly. The segment start times are down in the description below for all you people who want to skip around and listen to what you want to listen to. I get it. For YouTube, it's not quite as friendly. If you're listening to the audio pod, they're right there for you. They should line up just about perfect. I round to the nearest, I round down to the nearest five seconds. So sometimes you'll have to listen to us. Some round seconds. To the nearest of 45th minute. One of us saying um about something, but that's about it. Levi Oki illustration. Thank you so much for the beautiful art. Josh, how are we doing today? Grand. I actually had to do a lot of work, so I'm a little bit fried right now. Um, like work, say, work, or woodwork, work, or what kind of work could work, work Josh? Work. If would would Josh could work, Josh? Work, work, because as you know, we're in kind of a pandemic in the world. What? And when? So Thursday, Friday? I don't know. Um, and so had we have a project that's starting next Tuesday, and we found out it was starting couple weeks or a week and a half ago well this is also the project that we took months to prepare for back in january and february because we needed the preparation time to get clients ready well we did all that and we didn't have a start date now all their stuff expired so i gotta spend two days to do what i did in two months you sound like just the guy for the job yeah how are you doing gar 
No, Josh, you don't ask me that question enough because I'd like to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. I am doing fine. It is uh, fall is here. It's getting like I'm normally. If anyone knows me, I'm not much of a jacket or uh, you know an overcoat guy. Like usually, it takes until the deep of winter to get me wearing a jacket or even like a a light windbreaker. But I have sleeves. I I have already. I mean, I'm not wearing sleeves inside because let's not be silly. But I have already broken out a, uh, a a quarter zip that I wear to and from work. I even put it on in the office every once in a while while so the fall is hitting me hard this year for some reason it's certainly not because i've lost weight because that is not the case one bit so i don't know what's happening but the fall is hitting is me harder than it does oh. no that is not a gas can that is a that's a bag actually so i guess i never said it on the pod i didn't really need to but as as people would know sometime listener of the pod jordan bates is engaged and uh, he, when I was most recently in the, or two times ago, when I was most recently in the cities, he asked me to be his officiant slash groomsman. So I'll be performing Jordan's marriage, currently scheduled for next summer. And that's, wow. that's the bag the gift came in. And actually, Josh, I'll ask you to vamp for a sec, because I'll just grab the gift, because it's actually kind of cool. All right, sounds good. Um, well, going to guess that... I'm not invited to this if I didn't hear about it, but vamping and vamping and vamping. And yeah, so that's how you cure cancer. I think what you said as I put my headset down is that you already saw it because I didn't send a snap of it to the greasy fucks. But just in case you haven't seen it or didn't pay attention, it's right right there. Got a uh, custom Xbox controller. You probably won't be able to read that engraving, but it says uh, B-I-T-W right there. So a little, little shout out to words I am contract contractually obligated to never say again based on an event that happened in 2013 but i was there yeah you were there a lot of people were there yeah <sighs> that's probably funny I, I, but go ahead. i'm sure I, I mean you said jordan's a sometimes listener so if he does listen to that part he he heard me say i'm sure i didn't get invited so <laughs> jesus uh yeah i mean to be fair you didn't invite him to your wedding so I mean, I, he was out of the country. Did you invite him, though, Josh? It's the thought that counts. Did you send him an invite and ask him to RSVP? Do you know how expensive invites are? I mean, I'm sure. Jordan, <laughs> I, I really, I, mean, I really have no idea. If he's not inviting me, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I wish him the best of luck. Um, I will say that they are expensive, and I understand. And a napkin with crayon and my name on it is just as good. All right. I'm sure he won't listen to this, but in case he does, you have stated your case eloquently. Josh, would you like to move on to the Fantasty Zone? Do you think we're ready? Are we ready I for do. the Fantasty Zone? I do. I'm uh, just going to go ahead and say that my Fantasty is, I actually have a sponsor this week. Oh. Um, it is a perfect representation of how I feel after this work week so far. And this is what I like to call one beer. That thing, I, I mean, the camera distorts it a bit, but that thing looks thick with at least three C's. It's a 750 milliliter brewski. This, to, for everyone's reference, this strawberry Arnold Palmer, also a sponsor of the Fantasy Zone. This, this, everyone is familiar with these cans. This thing is only 680 milliliters. So this giant can is less than what Josh has cooked. That thing is bigger than his hand. Brett Favre couldn't hold that thing with one hand. Sure as hell couldn't drink it either. Yeah, so we got that uh, big beer Josh is drinking. We got the strawberry armor palm. And Josh, you know I was in the city this last weekend, right? I didn't really see anybody except for Brad, but you know I was around, right? Yeah, you ventured 
Yeah, so I mean, you know I'm a fan of the Quick Trip, right? It used to be a, a classic uh, podcast tradition. Nice stash. <laughs> nice stash. This is also oh, yeah, an audio pod, so there's only so many gags you can do. But Josh, do you, what, what is something I used to get almost every Wednesday on my way on my way to the pod? You're familiar. I'd grab myself a, an Arnie, and what else would I grab? Um, I mean, you'd usually grab me cheese and beef stick. Okay, for for, for myself, I'm not gonna send you cheese for, and beef for, stick. Some sort of was it like a pumpkin cake or some sort of cake of some kind? Carrot. This podcast also brought to you by the uh, exact cinnamon roll frosted pumpkin bar. This thing had the, lo- the loudest of shit plastic that I'll just open into the mic to be inconvenient. But I'll also be snacking on these throughout the pod. Got them for old time's sake because that, that's probably the last time we'll be down in the cities until like Thanksgiving if I had to guess. So we had, we oh, had yeah, no. You're gonna don't want to put the chains on the tires if you don't have to. Christ, Josh, it's uh, I'm I'm trying to get my boss to let me work from home, and they're just not biting yet. So we'll have to see what the old Nissan can do. Anywho, we are we've been we've been talking about our sponsors for way too long. Josh, we did get one email this week for the Fantasy Zone. Did you happen to read the email? We I did rec- not because I like to be surprised. We received it yesterday. Do Do you want to read it like just as it goes, or do you want me to read it to you, Josh? Because I know what I it says. You, I want you to read it to me because I don't have it pulled up. Well, at least you're honest. Okay. So, Josh, this email comes in from, no surprise, Brian Knopp, okay? So, last last week, we reached out to Brian during the Fantasy Zone because he had proposed us some bets, and then I had countered, right? And then Brian never hadn't responded until, I guess, last Tuesday is when I reached out to him. So, I, email, I replied to the email with our email account. I was like, Brian, you haven't responded yet. Here are our counters because we countered his bet proposals. And so here's what Brian's response to my response is with the counter offers. Stuck in a ditch, too drunk, can't read. <laughs> Cla- classic Brian Knup response. So that's, that's the first two lines. And then after that he puts, Dear Mr. Garlic, my proposals were made off, were made off of to your 256 show. So already his drunkenness is showing through this email. My proposals were made off of to your Brian, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's not even me fucking that up. That's you, pal. Anyways, the 256 show. Like most listeners, I took diligent notes. This is where my proposals came from. I want New York, New York. Josh says, Josh says between the two, they win seven. Gar says between the two, they win three. Both, both have the pack at 12. What am I missing? Am I already spot? I am already spotting you a minimum of five games, and you want an extra game for the pack? You smoke, you smoking big hog. That's the that's the sentence there. You smoking big hog. KC, you have them at 15 and 14 wins. I am giving you over 13.5. Again, being generous. And your response? We have had the conversation about being a potty mouth in the past. <laughs> if you don't remember, my response was. Fuck off with the, the KC proposal. <laughs> Lastly, you two have the Titans at 12 and 13. I say over 11.5. Again, giving away at least half a game. And you counter with 10? I listen to the Hoodcast to be well-informed and take what the two of you say as gospel. Now what do I believe? Or are you taking advantage of an old man? Proposals stand. Love the grum. Brian Knup, phone number, email... This time he appears to have included his credit card number and expiration date. However, he left off the three-digit code on the back. So Yeah, the CSV. What are we supposed to do? 
I don't have the zip code either. I mean, we can assume the zip code, but I mean, yeah, without that three-digit code, Brian, this is useless and you know it. I mean, you're just teasing us. We got the credit. We got the social. Let's get some of the good stuff. Bank pin, CSV, or CVV, whatever it is. We need the good shit. CVS? Yeah. Yeah. Throw in the CVS. Why the hell not? So anyways, Josh, his proposals stand. Do, uh, being, I think Brian is trying to take advantage of us. Okay, we we in the two fifty six show we made it very clear that we were at best seventy five percent accurate. I think I was just seventy percent accurate. So even if he's taking our guesses at their word, he should have a built in knowing that there's a variance of you know twenty five percent. And out of I don't know what twenty five percent of sixteen game is. What is that? Four games. So there's a four game variance in what we guess, and he's taking us at exactly our word. I mean, for KC oh, yeah. and the Titans, there's just he's giving us no room. I tried to get a little bit of wiggle room, and in the pack and New York, New York thing, I get it. But so, Josh, given that his original proposals stand, are you interested in any of them? Oh. All right. Well, Brian, just because I will not be taken advantage of, and you're going to stand your ground for the bit for the content, I will formally accept your New York and New York versus the pack straight wins bet. So I think the Packers will have more wins than the Jets and the Giants combined. That is a $5 bet. Josh, go ahead. Go leave right now. Go grab that whiteboard. Put this bet on the bet board. It's official. Don't actually do that, but I accept your one bet. Oh, he would take any excuse to leave, wouldn't he? Oh, he's got the whiteboard right there. He doesn't even have to leave the room. Okay, here we go. Now let's see if Josh bumps a bunch of things and disconnects his audio like he did last time. He has appeared to not have bumped anything yet. Josh is doing much better than last time he grabbed the whiteboard. Josh, how do we feel about the whiteboard? Do you see the marker? Uh, no, I think I forgot it. Oof. I mean, that's tough, but we can move on without it. Just know that Josh, in theory, in spirit, put the bet on the, the official bet board. Yep, no, the board, it's up there. Here, listen to me right. Scritchy, 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 scritch, scritch. Is that what you writing That's sounds up. like? I mean, yeah. What does yours sound like? Uh, you're right. That's exactly. I mean, that sounded like a basketball game. What you just did, but it could also be writing on a whiteboard. I suppose I mean, it's very close. Anyways, Brian, one of your bets has been accepted. I expect another email next week because otherwise we don't have much to go on in the Fantasy Zone. So please email us, Brian. We are desperate. But uh, yes, one of your bets has been accepted by Garlic. Josh decided to abstain, and I respect it because I will probably lose $5. But I'm willing to stick my neck out there for the bits, and it can give Brian some good ammo throughout the throughout the season. How many uh, cinnamon spice or cinnamon-flavored pumpkin bars is that? Oh, so, so it's. I think I think it would be four. It's four for four forty nine. So I could get a box of four pumpkin bars for that five dollar bet. So and I normally eat is, two, so that's two weeks worth. So what you're saying is, if you lose this bet, there's going to be two weeks of just piss poor, angry garlic. Yeah, because I won't have my pumpkin bars that are frosted. Absolutely. Okay. Just know what you've created, Brian, if this happens. Yeah. You see what you've done. You see what you've done. All right. That was the Fantasy Zone. Josh, you ready to move on to the brand new segment that we're finally, finally doing, the two-minute drill? Uh, yeah. All right, Josh. Let's let's, let's give a pop quiz to Josh. Josh, do you remember the origin of the two-minute drill? Why are we doing it? What is it supposed to be? Why does this segment exist? Well, uh, you see, back in 1943, the two-minute drill 
came into existence when Mr. Tuan Minute, um, he happened to be Arabic. Um, Arabic, huh? Yep. I'm sorry. But and my, YouTube my, just my took down our stream for some reason. That's weird. Um, sorry. I had background ad playing. Um, yeah, the, the Arabian Knight, uh, he had 75 papayas that needed to be carved. And 75 papayas, okay? Wow. You, I mean, it was a big deal. It's a yeah. big dinner. Yeah. Lot of, I'm lot surprised of I haven't heard this story. This. Yeah. No, did you not go to grade school? I must not have. Um, they teach it in grade 10. Oh, well, I, um, I only got my grade nine so far, boss. But uh, so he had 75 papayas to get through. And so they handed him some dual swords, some dual katanas, even though I don't know, you know, what uh, generation that thing, uh, you know, just things, swords, sharp objects scare me. Um, and they set out all 75 papayas and they said, we want the shape of a football field. And he took those swords and in one minute, 59 seconds, managed to shape those papayas into a football field. Hence, the two-minute drill was born. Wow, that story was not only coherent, but entirely airtight and factual through and through. Josh, thank you for delivering the facts to the people. I appreciate it. Yeah, so now that the two-minute drill is done, do we move on? Or? <laughs> well, believe it or not, that was not the two-minute drill. That was just the origin story. This isn't the first time we're doing it. I figured I'd tell people what's going on. Okay, now what's the fake origin story that right. you're going to tell everybody it's right. based off of? The, the government-based story um, that, that the government's been peddling for years, the deep state, has been telling people that the two-minute drill exists because the podcast for the first two, well, for the first year, and then definitely it got much worse in the second year, got bloated to the point where we would take half the podcast to talk about real NFL games and Homer news and what we're excited for this week and next week. And, you know, I mean, we're here, we're a football podcast, but... To, to one listener's point, and we won't give him credit because he's, you know, he's being kind of mean right now in the emails. He's a little feisty, but to one listener's well, point... Well, just gave it away. We only uh, have one emailer. Josh. Uh, but to, and, and I definitely agreed that uh, everyone, anyone who pays attention to football gets all the Homer news 24-7. Anyways, they're hearing on the radio. They're watching on the news. There's only a couple of the casual league members that would listen. So like a Jamie or Nikita that might be listening to less of the real football news. So it'd be valuable to them. But I'd say the great majority of our listeners already have a great pulse of what's going on because they go out of their way to do it. It's not just force fed to them. Um, so we're just regurgitating a lot of stuff for our, the majority of our listeners. So even at the expense of a couple that would get value out of what we're saying, we have taken all of that down. And now each week, Josh and I will get one minute each to talk about the week before and one minute each to talk about the week coming up. So this is going to give us a great exercise to try and be creative. I think Josh is probably going to write a haiku or read some poetry or something for some of them, but we get 60 seconds to talk about whatever we want, whether it's our Homer team or uh, you know whatever just happened last week for other teams could be fantasy related could be real football related doesn't matter we have a minute platform each to go and josh have you prepared for this because i didn't see any notes on it so i don't know if you were actually ready for this or not did you not listen to my explanation of what a two-minute drill was is that that what you're going to say again during the two-minute drill yeah word for word stutter for stutter 
All right. Well, Joshua, let's just we'll we'll dive right in then. So the way I've set this up is for this week because I only made one audio file out of laziness. I will go first. So there will be an initial whistle. The first person will go during after they hear the first whistle. Okay, they have sixty seconds. After sixty seconds, there will be a second whistle stopping the first talker. There will then be a third whistle, which will prompt the second person to start talking. And then after the third whistle, you will have 60 seconds to talk, and then you will then be stopped by a fourth whistle. So do you understand? Whistle, I talk, whistle. Whistle, you talk, whistle. You got it? Got it. It's pretty complex. Wait, hang on. What's a whistle? Well, Josh, we are, we are going to be listening to the Fox 40 Classic P-List Whistle. It is the official whistle of the NFL, in case you were wondering. I don't know if you knew that about the Fox 40 Classic. Kind of a big fucking deal in the whistle world, Josh. Are you familiar with whistles? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I didn't feel like you were respecting the Fox 40 classic right there, so I just want to put you in your place a little bit in case, you know, you weren't respecting the Fox 40. Okay. Anywho, there's no further ado. Um, I, I haven't really prepared exactly what I'm going to say in the 60 seconds, so I'm just going to ramble for 60 seconds, but it'll only last for 60 seconds, so it'll be okay. Josh, let's make sure, well, let me start, let me, do you hear this whistle? Did you hear that? Was that a dog whistle? Did you hear it or no? No. Okay. Do you hear it? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So we're ready then. Josh can hear it. I hope it doesn't echo on the stream. It might because I'm not a genius at this yet. But Josh, here we go. The first ever two-minute drill. Let's see if I'm ready. All right. I'm going to take my first 60 seconds as we preview the NFL 2020 season to just thank Mike Zimmer. I appreciate everything he has done for this organization. The Brad Childress years, the Leslie Frazier years, they were rocky at best. Even if we don't win the Super Bowl under Mike Zimmer, under Rick Spielman, under Kirk Cousins, the stability he has given to this team and us constantly being in the conversation is worth its weight in gold. I don't care if we don't win. Really, I don't. You want to go back to Leslie Frazier years, back when we had the most players arrested in like a three-year span in the entire NFL? I sure don't. Zimmer maybe gets more credit than he deserves, but he's the head guy, so I'm giving him all the credit without knowing all the staff that sits under him 24-7. Zimmer, I will ride or die with you till the end of time. Thank you for making me proud to be a Vikings fan, and I hope you bring us to the Super Bowl, but if not, that's okay too. And I think I'm just about done. Welcome to Josh's <laughs> um, uh, two-minute drill here. Um, good one, Gar. Uh, got a little bit different tone of music going here, and just like my preparation, I had none. Um, but here's what we got. I feel like this season's going to be filled with injuries to start because of the lack of preseason. Um, preseason is usually time for those guys who are bubble fringe players to shine. Um, I feel like we're not going to get that. And so these first couple of weeks are going to be kind of a lot of trial and error, minimal scheme. And so we're going to see a lot of different upsets. Upset number one, I feel, I feel like Washington football team is going to come out the gate 2-0. Boom. That goes against my 256, Brian. So... You might call me Mitt Romney as Garlic does, but what do you know? I do think that there are going to be a lot of shockers this season. Um, I don't know how it's going to shake out, but all I can say is football. Ooh, I only forgot one thing to say in my notes, and I won't say it because that breaks the segment, but Josh, 
the first two-minute drill is in the books. And to be fair, you gave me that music as an option. And if you thought I wasn't going to pick that music, <laughs> you are a lunatic. You put the, you put like seven to nine music files out there. And I was like, if Josh doesn't think I'm going to fucking pick this one, he is... What was the title well. of that one? Cat Circus. That was the Cat Circus. Okay. Okay. That was... Yeah. That might have been one of the first downloads I had that I sent to you. There were a few good ones in there. There was one that I couldn't find again after I started because I started looking on my phone before I left for softball. And there was one that it actually made me do the slow smile, turn my head with joy type face. You know the one. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, so anyways, I don't know if that's the same song you'll have next week, but at least it was funny for one week, and maybe it's Josh's permanent song. Who knows? But anyways, that was the two-minute drill. Josh, now that we're a leaner, meaner, faster podcast, we're going to dive right into what segment, Josh? Fantasy fun time, week one. I think that was just about. I think that was just about the right amount of pep. Maybe you'd want to be overly hyped for the first season and go real hog wild, but I think you did well. Well, the the kind of the the tepid. I don't know what the correct word would be. Uh, tepid the, sounds the good. Energy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The triceratops method of speaking there. Um, it was meant because I'm not sure how, like I said in my two minute drill, I'm not sure how the season's going to shake out. You know, it no preseason. This is a lot of guys' first time hitting hard because I highly doubt that they've been sacking quarterbacks and um, doing full out in practice. Um, so, not necessarily excited, excited because the last thing I want to do is have 45 injuries week one. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of why it was the tone that was set. So, Josh, how do we start the fantasy fun time and why? Well, we're going to start with a uh, grain of salt because we are not paid to do what we were doing, but we are better than the experts and we want to prove it. Isn't that the slogan? I think that's the exact slogan for the grain of salt. So, yeah, right. uh, Josh and I do lots of fantasy stuff. So... We all, uh, I mean, we can't tell you how we've done just yet this year, and I'm, I'm, it's too late for me to go back and tell you how I did last year, but let's just say I know I made money playing fantasy last year. I was in, I think, eight leagues last year, and I think I, I want to say I netted 200 bucks, so I think I put in 440 and came out with 680, I want to say. I think I might have netted 240. Either way, I made money playing fantasy last year, so I'm not a complete stooge. Josh, how'd you do playing fantasy last year to your recollection? I do I do recall making money as well. I took first, second, and third in three out of the six leagues I was in. So there's that. Um, I made the playoffs in every league except for one because apparently I'm never allowed to make the deflate these balls playoffs despite having Todd Gurley in his prime, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Travis Kelsey, you know. You sound like Connor. I guess he made the playoffs, and but he just uh, couldn't get it done twice. And the Empire yeah. League started over, and you hate your team. So I mean, it sounds like you're ripe for the playoffs this year. Oh, I'm I'm going to win two in a row right off the bat, just because that's how Kenyon Drake does. Kenyon Drake does what Kenyon Drake does, because Kenyon Drake is Kenyon Drake. Anyways, grain of salt. This year, Josh, in a shocking turn of events, my number of fantasy leagues has gone down by one. So last year I was an eight. This year I'm currently slated to be in just seven. Originally, I was going to lose two of my leagues, 
Um, but at the last second, my current boss asked me to be in what I think is his family league. So that draft is tonight at seven. So I'm in, I'm in his league, I guess. I, just my me trying to assimilate with with the with the working people I work with. But and that's a 16 person league, Josh. Officially the oh. biggest league I've ever been in. And they have like they have the classic nine starters, and I think there's like six, seven bench spots. So I mean, there will be zero waiver activity all year. It's be. I was gonna, I was gonna say you're gonna, you're gonna pick up Antonio Brown, and that's gonna be a solid pick in round fifteen. <laughs> you know, Josh, I haven't picked him up in any other league. It's not the worst thing. He might, he might. Uh, if I'm in, if I'm in the playoff hunt, he could be the guy to make a difference because it sounds like he'll be in the league by week nine. But we'll find out. Anyways, Josh. I mean, Josh Gordon's in the league right now. Just saying also the third wide receiver on a team that doesn't really need him. Antonio Brown's a zeroth receiver on zero teams because he's zero talent. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Josh, I don't believe you have your sheet up, but do you know off the top of your head um, how many fantasy leagues you're in this year? Six. Ooh, six. Is, is, that, the, is that the same as last year? Um, I think it is not, actually. Um, I think I added one. Uh, although tell us about your new league josh it's a guillotine league oh that's right the league i wasn't in jordan's top 15 people to play fantasy with the league i didn't get invited to just like the mad league sweet yeah tell me more about the guillotine league josh oh yeah no it was super cool i think i was his first pick um no it um it it's interesting so first off it's on paul charchian's website and all these scrubs followed his rankings. i'm glad i'm not there Right, all of these scrubs took his rankings to heart and drafted um, Alexander Madison before a Packers running back, Aaron Jones. Uh, they took Adam Thielen before DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. I'm just kidding. Nobody's that stupid except for Paul Charchian. For those of you listening, Blake, Blake's friends, don't ever listen to a man named Paul Charchian. Just saying. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I don't know what what it's is 16, a guillotine. Seventeen. What is a guillotine league? Oh, I suppose that's probably what it is. Where it, there's no head-to-head matchups. What it is is it's every everybody plays everybody. The lowest score each week gets eliminated. The players from that person's roster are then distributed or not distributed, but then are are then put up for bidding. So you have a thousand dollar budget, I believe. Um, scoring is PPR. And, and so we got 17 teams in there because I believe it runs through seven weeks, 17 or 16. Um, I think it's 16 with how the math works out. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall we had the draft on Monday. I'm pretty happy with my team for a 17 team league. I've got, I'm just going to go through it real quick. Got Matt Ryan, Elvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Allen Robinson, Kelvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, Anthony Miller, and Johnny Smith in my starting lineup. Got Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, Joshua Kelly, Josh Gordon, memes, and Marquez Valdez Scantling on the bench. So I don't think that's going to get me the bottom of the barrel, but Hey, so just, just guess your cut week. What week does the guillotine officially slice your neck? How far are you going to make it, boss? Postseason. What I'm is calling the, my victory right now. What does the postseason mean? Because obviously at no point do you ever get to the bracket, right? It's, all, it's just last man standing. So what is the postseason? Yeah. It means that I'm not going to get eliminated until the Super Bowl is over and the league has to end. So you come... All right. I mean, yeah, if you're going to make it that far, Josh, that'd be... 
Good for you. I mean, with my fantasy luck, I'll probably get outed week two. That's the spirit. That's the Josh I know for sure. All right. All right, Josh. Um, but then also, just just throwing this out there, um, we had a draft last night while I was at softball, so I didn't get to make many picks. I made one pick on for our team. So this, I don't know if I can technically sign in six leagues because I'm going to give all credit to my wife for the team she drafted. Sounds like um, you're going to give her all credit, but also all the blame the way you said that, Josh. I, no, because I think that she did a great job drafting. She may have panicked after I told her, because in this league, it's six points per touchdown pass. Okay. Um, and then there's ridiculous bonuses. I told her to take Patrick Mahomes in the second, and I didn't necessarily say what to do if that didn't happen. Um, but Patrick Mahomes got taken the pick before her. And so she, she said she kind of panicked, and she took Deshaun Watson. I'm happy she took Deshaun because the next ranked quarterback would have been Dak, but Josh I hates Dak. More, I, I, I do. Um, but had I known that, Desha- or that Mahomes would have gone, I probably would have gone with someone like Aaron Jones, who is still available or another running back, but she did great in the rest of the draft. We've got Saquon and cream as our starters. So not bad, not bad. Nikita. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, and then our team name is kind of the most impressive part. Um, Go ahead and guess which player we have on our team. Our team name is Always Up to Sutton. <laughs> hmm. Can I get a position? Um, we're going to go with ball catcher. Oh, it's probably a tight end. Otherwise, you just would have said wide receiver. Okay, you're not going to outsmart me. Is it Vikings third string tight end Tyler Conklin? Final answer? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, no, Cortland Sutton and Julio Jones are starting wide receivers. Whoa. I'll take it in a full point PPR. But anyways, moving on, since we've spoken, spoke, speaked. We, we did start much. the fantasy fun time 10 minutes ago already, and we have not even discussed really anything on the agenda besides the grain of salt. Josh, last year we did this, so we're not doing studs and duds as a play-along challenge this year because... That's a bitch and a half to manage uh, vir- virtually by yourself, or you know, even with two people, it's tough to, you know, a- administer that every week all year. So we're not doing that. But for funsies like we did last year, we are doing some season-long studs and duds. So how studs and duds work is, if a player outperforms his projection, they're a stud. If they underperform their projection, they are a dud. ESPN has provided us every player's projection that we could ever want. As it regards to fantasy. And so Josh and I have picked some studs and we've some picked some duds for the whole year, the whole season of 2020. Josh, who is your... Oh, and we do it by position. I guess that's worth noting. We have a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Why Josh hates kickers and defenses, I'll still never understand. But that's what Aren't we got. are the one that said we should uh, get rid of them in the In the league? league, but now that we haven't, I mean, just saying... You, the one I mean, time, the one time I picked a defense as a stud or a kicker, you threw a fit, did you not? I'm still crying about it. See? Um, but I mean, yeah, they're people too. But who cares about them? I don't care about people. Um, Who's so yeah, your no, stud quarterback, Josh? Let's just let's, dive in. Let's just say that I had no idea we were doing this until this afternoon when I saw that you had started filling this out. When I, for some reason, when I had studs and duds was eliminated in my mind, I thought this was too, but I'm happy we kept it going because my stud at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Only the two, two gloves? Two gloves. Um, 
even when he was in Minnesota, I, I actually liked Teddy B. I thought he was a nice kid. Felt bad for him when he got hurt. Um, but he's only projected 205.9 points. He has weapons like CMC, who catches the ball out of the backfield. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I mean, I, he should get 205.9 the first week. Hot damn. Plus or minus 16. But, hey. Who's your who you got? Okay, well, my, well, I was going to ask who your quarterback stud is, but I can do my quarterback stud as well. My quarterback stud is none other than the old man Rivers. I got him on my starting fantasy squad in this league. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Everyone's sleeping on the old man Riv. 220, 224.7 is insulting. P. Riv will be putting up 6,000 fantasy points this year at a minimum. I think it's just a steal of a stud. And for my dud, um, do you want to just do it that way? Stud, stud, dud, dud? I love it. For my dud at quarterback, I have Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he's going to do bad this year, but he's projected 299.7 points, which I believe would have put him at QB 7, 6 or 7 on the season. I don't just keep vamping. I can tell you in approximately and, uh, 10 seconds. And while I do think he's going to do well with the new weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kenyon Drake has proven himself to be a pass catcher out of the backfield. I do not think that um, he's going to finish that high. Um, I do think that they, I do think that he's going to struggle at some point during the season. It's only a second season, so they do have some tape on him now. Um, but I don't. Uh, Three hundred is just a lot for a quarterback. For what it's worth, that would have been good enough for QB6 last year, and last year Kyler put up 285.28. Well, there you go. And and that's actually pretty impressive. I didn't know that. Um, who do you got for your dud, Gar? My dud quarterback is old glass jaw himself, the Carson Wentz. The dude well, is... What's up? Geno Smith is glass jaw. I mean, he's also butt fumble. You can't, you can't have too many monikers. That's so Mark Sanchez. <sighs> Oh, what did you just say? Geno Smith. Oh, that's right. Geno Smith. Excuse I See, I screwed up Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez. Two Jets Jeez. quarterbacks that should... Learn your Jets quarterback history. Uh, yeah, Josh, I mean, I'm so sorry. After the legend of Brett Favre, does anything else matter? Jets legend Brett Favre. True. Anywho, old glass bones then. Old, uh, old um, gift wrap tissue soft tissue injuries Carson Wentz uh he is projected to do 266 this year and I think that is laughable and I'm not gonna well let's just see if I scroll right here can I see Carson Wentz did 275 last year so he did higher than what he's projected to do this year but I don't think the dude's gonna play 16 fantasy games so truck him dude I'm fading the Carson Wentz the bison moving on to running backs um, I was actually kind of shocked to scroll. I think I went to the second or third page to find Josh Kelly. Um, he's in contention to get the starting role. I mean, Austin Eckler is there, Justin Jackson um, at LAC, but Josh Kelly is going to be that early down back to, it, it sounds like Josh Kelly is w- going to win that early down back role. And Austin Eckler is going to be focused more on that third down, um, second down, and obviously get some first and second because he is technically their starter. Um, but Josh Kelly is projected 82.6 points on the season. And I have a feeling that he's going to surpass that. And then some Gar, you've got a face of confusion on right now. What's going on? I mean, your supposed news that Joshua Kelly is in contention for the starting role is early down early down even so that is a farce austin eckler was their one and only for a good chunk of the season last year so i don't know 
why you think they would be taking a rookie over proven commodity that they just extended Austin Eckler injuries. I know a guy. It's fucking Terod Taylor over there with a the fucking police baton just sitting there slashing shins or what? No, you can't go for the shin if you want a long-term injury. What are you, a noob? I don't know. I cannot say I've ever had a... I've never had turf no, toe. I can I, tell you I that. just felt like... I feel like he's going to get his touches when it comes time. When they go... When they start off the season one and seven, they're just going to be like, all right, let's see what the rookie can do. I'll concede that Joshua Kelly will probably outperform 82.6 fantasy points, but I disagree with literally every other single word you said. That's fine. The <laughs> exceeding 82.6 is the only thing I care about. <laughs> there you go. All right. My stud running back. So I must, I must, um, um, I must I'm make seeing a trend. What's that? Aren't these all guys on your fantasy team? Josh, I got to put my money where mouth is. I know I don't have Randall Cobb because your wife stole him from me. But um, what I was going to say is I must disclose that originally I had Philip Rivers, Marlon Mack, and Michael Pittman as my first three guys. I was like, hmm, they all play for the same team. I might be a little <laughs> over. I might be a little over invested in the uh, the Colts offense. So I changed the running back and the wide receiver just so I wouldn't be a um, uh, stooge like that or a rube. But Obviously, I think highly of the Colts this year. Anywho, my running back is Mark Ingram. For some reason, the the Ravens draft one rookie running back, who, again, looks promising out of college, but assume that Mark Ingram is going to get faded hard. They just projected 159.8 fantasy points, and I'm almost positive he had more than that last year. And there's really no sign of this guy slowing down. He is their goal line guy, so he's going to get a lot of the touchdowns. He is in an electric offense that doesn't just rely on him, so it's not like there's going to be two, three linebackers looking for him at the line every game, every play. I don't get it. Mark Ingram will definitely outperform his 160. Yeah, I actually thought that as well. Um, but I'm going to pull a line out of your book and say, I agree with that. He's going to outperform 160, but I disagree with everything that you said for what it's. And I will just also say this last year, Mark Ingram put up 242.5. So they're projecting right. him to do a, almost a hundred less points. I was trying to find that. Um, granted, he also came out of nowhere because I don't think anybody projected him to do that much last season no, either. No, certainly um, not. I think I, I think because he's the reason I took second in the league, um, him and Cortland Sutton, but I took Mark Ingram in like round 12, 10, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so no one projected him to do well last season even. Um, I do think 160 is a bit low, but um, J.K. Dobbins seems to be the real deal. Mark Ingram got injured last season near the end of the season with a calf injury. So obviously he's, I mean, he's in his thirties or he is 30. Um, so he's, he's getting up there in age. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a him starting um, and then slowly worked that rookie in. Um, that's kind of why I picked him up in most of the leagues. JK Dobbins is because he was still available late. And I do think that he has a potential to take over um, at least a 50% timeshare, something something similar to what the Jones-Williams um, bit did when McCarthy was in town in Green Bay. Um, as far as duds go, I may have put my dud in after you put your dud in as just... A little, little retaliation? Spite. Um, no, I put Delvin Cook. He's projected 289.8. Not because he's a Viking, 
just because he has not played a full 16 games yet. Um, losing digs means that they'll have additional guys to put in the box to kind of t- hamper him from getting yards. Plus, um, much I'm going to steal probably your point, the regression in touchdowns um, is probably going to happen as well because he started off the season very hot in touchdowns. I don't see that happening. Um, is he going to be a top 10 running back? Absolutely. Is he going to be top two? Probably not. Ugh. Top 10 is not bad, though. We'll take it. I mean, Aaron Jones finished top 10 last year. He finished second in our league, for what it's worth. Anywho, moving on to what Josh already referenced, already preluded to, my running back dud for the year is A.A. Ron Jones. Not because I think he's bad. Well, so, two, so he's projected at 240.4, to be clear, first of all. Second of all, last year, they're already fading him hard because he put up 314.8 last year in our full PPR league. But the dude also had 16 touchdowns. That's a lot of fucking touchdowns. And then on top of that, he had 49 receptions for another 500 yards. So even if there's, you know, some regression there, he'll be coming down hard. And it's not because I don't think he's good, but um, who's behind him right now? Still Jamal, right? Jamal um, and then AJ Quads. Quadzilla. Right. And eight, just looking at the legs, not hearing a single report out of training camp, not knowing a single thing about the player other than what his quads look like. If that guy doesn't get every single goal line touch this year, those guys are fucking stooges. So I, I don't think he's actually practiced once um, during training camp because they can't find pants big enough to fit him. He just, he just rips right off him. Yeah. Yeah. They say, AJ, you got to stop flexing, bud. You're, you're ripping through all our pants. We just gave you Phil Lodeholtz pants from Minnesota and you ripped Ooh, right through them. child. Those are some big pants, right? Uh, but yeah, um, anyways, I'm no, fading Aaron and, Jones. Okay. Um, do what you want. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, I feel like that's fair. Nobody saw him coming out like he did last season. I do think he's better than 240. Um, I honestly am shocked that Delvin, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked that Delvin's projected 290, but I'm shocked that Delvin is projected 50 points more than Aaron Jones. When I believe Aaron Jones finished 50 points more than him last season, uh, somewhere close to there. Aaron Jones was 314 and then Delvin cook was 292. So 20 math checks out. Yep. 50, um, moving on wide receivers. And Delvin um, cook didn't play last two games. Right. Yep. No, I remember that because he was part of the um, three guys at 19 touchdowns, I believe I said. Oh, yeah. For your guest last year? Yeah. Yep. Um, Anyways, moving on to wide receivers. I do think both of them are going to have top 10 seasons, though. I will will go out there on the record and say that. Wow, what a guy. What a limb. Moving up to... Do you want me to extend that limb? Top six? Both of them top six seasons? No balls. You won't. No balls. You're right. I won't. Um, wide receiver. I have none other than the alien lizard to those noobs out there. That's Alan Lazard, Green Bay's number two. Um, I came in hot on him last season saying that he's going to finish the year as the number two wide receiver once Devontae went down with injury. Um, he did exactly that and then also came in as the number two this season. Um, we're going to ignore the fact that um, Devin Funches opted out early on, so he would have been the number two, but we're going to ignore that. Um, I do like Alan Lazard as a number at 
He's only projected 132.7. I do like him getting more than that. Is he going to get a lot more? Unlikely, but he is a great um, pass catcher. He proved himself to Rodgers, and that's really what you need to do as a wide receiver in Green Bay is prove yourself to Rodgers. Garlic, who is your stud? I will go out on a limb after we just destroyed each other's home team. I will go out and say I do think Alan Lazard is poised for big Z's, and I think 132.7 is insulting. I have Alan Lazard on at least like two or three of my fantasy teams, so the fact that this guy is available in like the 14th, 15th round is ridiculous. I'm thinking big things at Lazard. Anywho, my wide receiver stud, another Packers classic, not a Packers current, but a Packers classic. I have the old Randall Cunningham Cobb. I don't know what his actual middle name is, but it should be Blue Eyes. Have you, You've seen Randall Cobb's eyes. Those things will pierce your soul. Have I seen that? Oh, my God. It's my background. <laughs> Anyways, if you haven't seen Randall Cobb's eyes, just go ahead and Google Randall Cobb's eyes, and you'll be blown away. He, Make the, sure you're the, wearing the, old pants. The dude's a husky. Um, anyways, he's projected currently 126.8. And for anyone not familiar, Randall Cobb is currently, as of this second, the third wide receiver... <laughs> on the depth chart of the Houston Texans. But if you know anything about the two receivers that are in front of him, Brandon Cooks, old bumped and bruised, can't stay on the same team for more than a year, Brandon Cooks. And then old, if if Carson Wentz is glass bones, what is Will Fuller? Jelly tissue? <laughs> no, because I, I, I would think that Will Fuller is more fragile than jelly tissue. <laughs> Whatever he is, to not play out the bit too long. The first two receivers in front of Randall Cobb are both stooges. Randall Cobb could be the number one receiver on the Texans by week three. Let's just put it that way. And so he, he saw 83 targets last year. He hauled in 53 receptions, I believe, last year with the Dallas Cowboys. Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott, even to maybe to Josh's chagrin, are comparable. The offenses are comparable. There's no reason Randall Cobb can't have a beast of a year given his opportunity and the stooges in front of him. I, I give Dak a lot of crap, but he is a, a decent quarterback. Um, I'm just more of a hater on um, Jerry Jones, Troy Aikman. Those are really the only Cowboys that I can remember hating. Um, <laughs> um, For what's worth, Jerry do, Jones was never a Cowboy, so to speak. True, but why do you explain all the pictures of him wearing assless chaps and spurs? Well, that kind of cowboy shirt. He was never a Dallas Cowboy football player. How's that? Right. No, I understand that part. More of a um, Brokeback Mountain type cowboy is what you're Troy getting Aikman, at. The hate, the, the hate for Troy Aikman only came about after listening to him call some games and just how one-sided it can get sometimes. Um, not to say that he's not allowed to have his own favorites. Um, I do like your pick, though. Um, as far as being a number one, I actually don't think that he does as well as a number one after watching him try and take on that role when Jordy Nelson went down with the ACL tear. Um, so if Brandon Cooks were healthy and Cobb, health, if Cobb was the number two, I could see him surpassing that by about 7,000. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, then week two happens. Duh, you haven't done that bit yet this year. Christ. Right? I almost thought you forgot about it. Yeah. Moving on. We So I... <laughs> I had to copy you in at least one thing because so far I would have had Mark Ingram and Randall Cobb as my studs, um, but I chose to pick someone else since I did this after you. Um, I went Mike Evans as my dud. Um, so if you want to chime in at any time, you can, just because we have the same one, it looks like. Um, he's projected 240.2. Chris Godwin came out last year. Tom Brady can't throw the deep ball. 
Um, and they have Gronk, so they already have a big man. Uh, Garlic, don't roll your eyes. You know he can't throw the deep ball. He's a good he, quarterback, he, he but he's certain, not a he, deep he ball He can thrower. certainly throw the deep ball. There's nothing wrong with his ability to throw a deep ball. Except for the fact he can't. Anyways. Based um, on what? <laughs> my hatred. No, I don't hate Tom Brady. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to do as well because they do have um, Gronk coming in. They do have Chris Godwin. They have somebody by the name of, what's their third string? Scotty, Scotty Miller, yep. Yep. They have Scotty Miller in town. Um, OJ Howard, did you say him yet? They have Rojo, who, <laughs> well, he still can't catch, but he's going to catch more than OJ Howard. Um, and then now they added Fournette. Um, and they have LaShawn McCoy. So there's plenty of mouths to feed. And Tom Brady likes to get the ball to his running back. He knows not to force the ball. Um, even if their wide receiver has a chance at 50-50 balls, like Mike Evans would usually win. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, just because he has more weapons, um, meaning Tom Brady, doesn't mean he's going to utilize those weapons like Mike Evans. Uh, 240.2 is too high for me. Garlic, what do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, Josh Josh summed up many of my thoughts eloquently right there. Um, I'll just continue by saying, to Mike Evans' credit, he is a perpetually uh, and perennially banged up guy, as we all know in these years, uh, as he has been the last couple of years, I should say. But he did get 232 fantasy points last year. So 240 isn't that big of a stretch, especially if he's healthy. But I don't think he'll be healthy. And I think Tom Brady's got too many other options. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Mike Evans era, at least in Tampa Bay, is over. And I'll leave and it at that. So of those 240, does it factor in? I mean, you got to factor in week one. Because did he put up 50-some in week one? I don't I'm just looking at the season long. I couldn't tell you. Garlic, I thought you were good at your job. I'm not no, going to pull I'm, I'm up fairly... all 16 weeks for all players we're no, talking he's, about he's he's one of those boomer bust players and, and while those are you know they're fun to have when they boom not so fun to have when they bust because i remember having him um a couple years ago when he put up 41 week zero one week so i i just avoid mike evans at all costs um granted quarterback play is a big big thing there moving on to tight end i have the newly um newly added tight end Taysom Hill projected 72.7. I feel like Sean Payton um, likes to run some tricks up his sleeve. He has some tricks up his sleeve. Um, And so Taysom Hill, he's proven himself to be a pass catcher, a runner, a returner, a catcher, a thrower, and everythinger. So I actually do believe he's going to get some more time on the field with breeze as a tight end 72.7 while probably pretty accurate. It was more of a safe pick. So if he gets 70 or 75, Hey, I didn't lose many points. There you go. That's the spirit. I like the Taysom Hill is a sneaky smart pick and I wish I would have thought of it, but because I didn't think of it, I'll say that's kind of a cheap cheating pick just so I can delegitimize anything you're doing. But my internally, I think that's a smart, good pick because if he's being scored as a tight end and he can do all those other things, he'll easily surpass seventy-two point seven. But I've I hate I've, you. I've learned over the years. I've learned over the years, Gar, that anything that you hate that I love, it just means that internally you like it. Green that, Bay Packers, yeah. uh, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, need I go on? 
I will say I would be inclined to like Aaron Rodgers a lot more would he not be on the Packers. But then again, he's still a douchebag. Moving on I'm not to gonna disagree. Moving on to my stud tight end, Josh. I have the Hayden Hurst. He's currently projected 142.6. For anyone who's been paying attention at all to the fantasy offseason, if you listen to the fantasy footballers or the fantasy pros or just about anyone else who pretends to know anything about fantasy, they are projecting Hayden Hurst to have a big year because the Atlanta Falcons go ahead and, I don't know if they traded him or if he just, his contract expired, but they go ahead and shipped Austin Hooper out of time, okay? Austin Hooper is now a Cleveland Brown. And then I know the Falcons traded for Hayden Hurst. Last year, Hayden Hurst was the backup to Mark Anders, who we will talk about in just a bit. But to put it in perspective, Austin Hooper last year had 191.7 fantasy points as a tight end in the Falcons offense. So if we're going to assume that Hayden Hurst comes in and has the same role that Austin Hooper does, because I don't think anyone on paper says their talent level is that different, Hayden Hurst should already have 50 more points on that projection. And if he's better than Austin Hooper, it's even more. So I think it's an easy stud pick. For what it's worth, I was thinking about going really deep on this one and going for like a Blake Jarwin out of Dallas or going for even a Dan Arnold all the way down in um, Arizona who's projected as like the tight end 30 or 40 something. He's behind a lot of backups in the league, but I went with Hayden Hurst as what I thought would be the safest stud option despite him having the highest floor of all the guys I looked at. Josh, who is your tight end Dudski? Yeah, sorry, I was pulling up ESPN rankings and and I'm sure we've got listener out there, Blake, Blake's friend, Drake, um, Blake's other friend, Jake. Um, I'm, I'm sure that they're going, these guys are idiots. That's, like, what, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, cause the studs and the duds are usually guys that would be rosterable. Um, and so, you know, those Dan Arnold, I don't, I don't know if I'm in a, I don't think a 32 person league would have Dan Arnold on a roster. Let it um, be known. Dan Arnold is on my deflate these balls team that's a dynasty league you're you're praying for injuries it's an empire league first of all and it's barely an empire league and you know it that's true that's true management sucks um but like Taysom hill he's he's actually on some rosters i saw i think brad has him well then again maybe he isn't a good pick um i i actually like your hayden hurst pick for stud um but yes while these are typically rosterable players we don't care numbers are all we care about Moving We're on playing the, the game, uh, people. We're trying to win the game. You play to win the game. Moving on to duds, I put Darren Waller. He started off hot last season. Um, he's projected 188.4. Um, I do think he's a great player. I do also think that last year was kind of his coming out party and that he's going to regress slightly, especially now that they have Henry Ruggs and some other options for the for pass catching. They found out Hunter Renfro, who's a white guy who was actually selling hot dogs during the preseason, and they just happened to find him. Um He's uh, he's going to be there as well. Um, Josh Jacobs has another year under his belt. So um, Darren Waller, while I think he's good, 188.4, just a little too high for my blood. I respect it. For what it's worth last year, to put in perspective, he did put up 221 fantasy points last year, 221. But regression is certainly possible at the level he went last year. So, Josh, I saw for my tight end, Dud, you had gone in and you had actually deleted the name. And I had to go in and put it, I put it back in all caps, which makes it undeletable. Do you want to tell me why you went ahead and deleted the name that I put in for my tight end, Dud, Josh? Uh, well, one, I was going to put him. Um, and two, um, you're mean. 
Are you and Mark Andrews like best friends or something? Is there some like is there a reason you're not on the sidelines at every Ravens game? Do you want to see my new tattoo? Yeah, let's see it. No, I can't show that on the camera. Um, no, um, there's there's no reason behind it. I I do think that he's going to regress. He he was pretty touchdown heavy last season. I will admit that. Um, granted, it came into my benefit in every league because I drafted him in every league. Um, but part of this regression is because um, I just think that entire Ravens offense is going to regress. I don't think Lamar Jackson is worth his draft position in a lot of leagues. Is he going to do well? Probably. He's probably going to be, you know, in the top three, probably um, top five for sure. Top three, probably as far as car- quarterbacks go. Um, but Mark Andrews, 200 points. Why am I talking about your dud? Um, the only <laughs> thing, the only reason I would say that 200 or the only reason I would say that he's still going to be one of those top three tight ends top, you know, in the top three conversation is that they did get rid of Hayden Hurst who did take away some of his catches and um, touchdowns last season. Cause Hurst had an okay year last year, despite being tight end two, three, I don't know, because they ran a three tight ends. Um, but I do think that he is going to underperform his 200 projection. Wow, Josh, you agreed. And uh, I'll be honest, the only reason I put him in is because I think he'll regress. Last year he was tight end five, and he put up 207. So even if we think he's going to do the same – well, if you put him at the same level as last year and go, he'll do the exact same thing. I don't think that's true. But also, what no one's talking about, and Garlic's here for because Garlic's the big brain, okay? The dude has, as Wilford Brimley would say, diabetes. And he is at a high risk for the COVID. So – I just think something will happen at some point, and precautionarily, he'll be taken out. Uh, so, therefore, he can't put up fantasy points if he's not on the field. The diabetes will get you. So, there you have it, folks. Garlic is hoping for Mark Andrews to die. I, did I say that at any point? I said he will be precautionally taken out of the game because Read someone gets infected. Between <laughs> the lines. It's fucked up, Josh. No, that that's actually a smart play. I didn't I did not know that about Mandrews, but hey, I wish him the best. I hope he gets five hundred points. All right, Josh. This fantasy fun time has taken a long time, but we still have a couple other things we want to talk about. Last year we had put the notes that we would just rapid firely give you our projected positional leaders. We're gonna do it this year again. So again, this is rapid fire. The same four positions quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Who do you think will be the top of the fantasy world? Knowing that uh, probably last year and the couple years before that, they were some players who were just broken. Like Lamar put up over 400 last year. CMC put up over 400 last year. Michael Thomas had like 350 last year. Like there's always that one player who's broken and OP and a step above everybody else. But assuming we don't have a player like that, or maybe you picked a player like that, who were just give me your top four quick succession. Who are your top four positional leaders this year? Or your top position um, leaders? Drew Brees, because why not? He has a couple of hot weapons. Saquon Barkley, get ball, run ball, score ball. Um, he's the only person on that offense. Julio Jones, if he plays 16 games, absolutely. Um, and then Mark Andrews, just because I want to see you cry. I, I read that note, and I'm just curious. why Am I rooting against Mark Andrews? Like, why would I cry? Do I have a no, personal I, connection? It was, it, was after, it was after the Capitals. <laughs> um, I just put Mark Andrews because he is a top five, and nobody wants to go with Kelsey every year in a row. That's true. Um, Kelsey, has, Kelsey has a high chance at it, but um, I did like Kittle. You had already written Kittle down, and I refused to write anybody else. So Mark Andrews, go. 
I feel it. My quarterback is Dak Prescott, mainly for the lulls, but also the dude was quarterback two last year in most in the standard scoring format. So assuming Lamar Jackson doesn't do fucking seven four seventeen again, I think Dak could be in there and sneaky sneakily take it. Last year for my running back, I put Dalvin. I'm going to put Dalvin again because he almost got us there. Besides CMC selfish ass hogging up all the fucking PPR points, but Dalvin, if you play a full year, you could definitely be in the conversation. Julio was he Jones, number two last year? Who was number two? last year dalvin was not number two last year i just I, earlier i said aaron jones was number two last year yeah i um, know i wanted to hear you say it again i mean again playing playing know, two less kidding. games dalvin cook was number six so holy hell cut him i know for wide receiver i also put julio and for what's worth i put julio first but just because this guy I've I won't been, deny it. I projected Julio to regress and fade like two, three years ago, and he absolutely has not. And I treated him away on at least one dynasty team, if not multiple, and the dude bit me in the ass for it. So why can't he be number one? Matt Ryan's still slinging the ball. There's no reason this guy can't be a stud. Calvin Ridley's important to cover, too, so it's not like Julio's getting tripled every game. Julio, and then I'm not going rapid fire, so Kittle. He's the only guy in San Fran that can catch the ball at this point. Kittle, even if he's quadruple covered, he'll have 10 million points. Play along, challenge competitors. Yeah, Josh. So again, this has been a long fantasy fun time, but we are doing the podcast play along challenge this year, and I think it would be important just to at least once lift off, list off the players. So I'm sure you don't have it up in front of you, but I do have it up in front of me. We have 20 people total playing along, including Josh and I. So that is 18 others because 20 was the maximum that I saw that we could have. And just going in the order that FanDuel put them on the current standings, even though everyone has zero score, we'll just read them off. Um, current first overall, maybe FanDuel knows something we don't. The Alex Williams, host of the Land of 10,000 Plus Coons podcast. Then we have Joshua Mitchell. You're second, Josh. You're going to come in second. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, hey round of applause. Number three is the aforementioned Jordan Bates. Number four is the midget man. Jalen Swanson. I come in at number five. Number six is the guy who was supposed to commission this this year, Mr. Jalters, a.k.a. Ryan Walters. Number seven is the Skybusters emailer, big knocker, Brian Knup. Then we have Nikita Mitchell, a.k.a. the real pants wear in the relationship, uh, Nikita Bunker. Not going to deny it. Number nine, we have the shit abyss himself, Shorty McGee, Tyler Lawrence. Then we have Carid, 21, a.k.a. Derek Schultz at 10. Chasing, chasing Big Bass is going to be the Bassmaster Saiyan, Kyle Jevdogger. We have Jack Vickers, Mihoff, 2017 at 12th. Condog69420 is AIDS Ted, a.k.a. Connor Prasky. 14 is Vinegar Strokes, 47, a.k.a. Aaron, some German last name I can't pronounce. Used to work at Home Depot. Number 15 is Levi Oki. We got the Levi Oki illustration in our FanDuel play-along challenge, Josh. What a steal. Then we have Bradley Knup, 47. At 16, at number 17, we have a guy no one's ever met but me, Jacob Milcheski, a guy I used to work at the Wells Fargo with. Um, we needed a couple spots to fill. I thought Jacob would be great for this. I'm interested to see how he performs. At number 18, we have Big Cush 74, a.k.a. David Cushing, another guy I used to work at. Uh, work with at the Wells Fargo. At number 19, we have Quinn Decim. I'm not sure what that name is supposed to be, but that's Garrett. I don't know why he wanted to be something weird. And then at number 20, we have Responsibilities, or maybe that's supposed to be a funny word, but I don't know. But they put in Responsibilities, and it's Jesse. So Jesse at the bottom of the pack where he belongs. 
I was just going to say, Jesse, how'd you get in this league? Uh, so that's who we're playing with. So if you ever hear me reference their screen name, um, and I never say the real name, I listed them once, so that, that's the real name, and that's how you'll know them. Josh, have you set your FanDuel lineup yet? I have. Have you paid for your FanDuel Play Along Challenge yet? I have not. You and one other person has not paid, Josh. You've probably seen it. Who? You and this one other person. Who is it? Who have not? Who has not paid me yet? I've, I've already seen it. I will admit, it's Kyle. It is, you and Kyle have not paid yet. Yep. Just, and I actually, I actually pulled it up to pay you earlier today, and I thought that maybe it might be a fun bit to just pay you while we talk. Are you now remembering that that was a bit that you had planned no. earlier? No, I was actually looking at the next part of the fantasy fun time to try and get ready for that. Nice. And then I realized I should probably pay you. So hang well, on, guard. $10,000 coming your way. Excellent. Note can't be empty. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, Josh, moving on to the last portion of the fantasy fun time. I know this was a long one, folks. I promise it won't be this long. Um, it will the regular- not because I get bored real quick. Right. And we still got... Two other things to talk about, though, they'll be very quick. This is the budget bunch, Josh. We'll plain and simple. We're going to go through a player or two each week that we think is a steal. If you're stacking your team with studs, you need someone who comes in at a cheap option. We should probably set a limit for what this budget bunch can be, like a dollar amount, but we have it this week. So, Josh, are there any steals you saw in the FanDuel when you were setting your lineup? You're like, man, this guy should definitely be in your lineup for the dollar amount he currently is. Christian McKenna. No, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, I'm scrolling through right now and just kind of going with that uh, truthiness feel. Um, I'm seeing Anthony Miller at 5,400 going up against the Detroit defense. Um, Mitch Trubisky is going to be thrown to Allen Robinson a lot. So that means Anthony Miller is going to get lots of catches because Trubisky's aim is awful. Um, and so, but no, Anthony Miller started out the season great last year. Detroit's um, pass defense is pretty spotty. Um, his current value on spot FanDuel is $5,400. Um, I think that he would be a great uh, add-in if you are running low on money. He's also currently um, cheaper than Darius Geis. Who has been arrested and is not in the league, in case anyone was wondering. Probably should not put him on your team. Thank you for the PSA. Gar, who'd you got? Uh, well, there's a couple guys I like, and I will just go rapid fire so we can uh, we can get this show on the road and get out of here. Uh, I like Chris Thompson at 4,800. Perennially bad uh, Jags offense is going up against Indy. Uh, Chris Thompson should be catching plenty out of the backfield. I also like Kareem Hunt, 5,800, going up against Baltimore. And I like Deshaun Jackson, 5,700, going up against Washington. That was the budget bunch, people. Josh, let's move on to the Hidden Oaks highlights. You ready for that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's the new segment where we're just going to talk about our fantasy league, but we're not going to talk about every team every time, and we can also talk about other things because we call it the Hidden Oaks Highlights, but it's mainly fantasy Perfect. Stuff. I love it. I didn't even know about it, and I love it. Um, how'd you draft? Perfectly. Hand me the money now. Gar, how'd you draft? So that's the first side, but it's how'd you draft. Josh didn't title it. I titled it just real rapid fire earlier today when I sent out a text message. But yeah, it's a side bet. Most players over 11 points will get the dub. What if someone ties, Josh? You know, I didn't think about that, but we're just going to go with whoever has the highest total score. There you go. I like it. All right. Redraft team name updates. Hang on. Hang on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Clarify my clarification. Highest total score includes the bench. 
Okay. So all, all the fantasy points combined. Yes. All right. I like it. All right, Josh. Team name updates. We have not talked about the team names in a while, and this league likes to lag behind and not update their teams, but some of them have. Um, Josh, we'll just go ahead and lift off some new team names, and we'll get your response, or your live response. We have Jesse coming in at the Mother Tuckers. How do you feel about that one? I'm guessing it's Justin Tucker. Nailed B it. minus. All right. Would have uh, been a B plus for anyone but Jesse. You already know that I'm the Little Rivers Band, and I'm sure you won't be objective there anyway. So moving on. So have you seen Jamie's team name yet? I told you to look it up like a week or two ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Jamie, quit being a doctor and become a fantasy football team name creator because that is gold. For what it's worth, Jamie's Jamie has Juju Smith-Schuster on her team, and she has named herself the Shoeslingas. Shout out to Bradley Trade Home Canup. That is like a Hidden Oaks reference times three. All right. Then we have Bradley at Run CMC, and then we have Eric at Sequad Goals. I think he was going for Squad Goals, but he's Sequan, so Sequad Goals. I give that one like a C. What do you think? C plus, yeah. All right. Um... Uh, and then we have Jeremy didn't change his name. We have Willie. We already talked about the Catalina wine mix in. We have Garrett at the game of Jones. We have Josh at the campire strikes back. So <laughs> double play here, kind of like empire, but the main thing is he's coming back off the IR. All right, Josh, I really, really do not want to have to do this to you and we can pause and edit this later if we need to, but I really, really have to abandon you because I'm about to shit my pants. So you can either just keep going with the pod. There's two other things left, or you can wait for me to come back and we edit it later. But I have to go shit real bad right now. So I would ask you to keep going so then we can just end it earlier. But I'll leave it up to you. But if I sit here any longer, I'm going to explode. I'll be as fast as I can. All right. So (laughs) while Garlic goes and expels whatever he is from his body, I'm going to go ahead and talk about um, some of the um, transactions since the draft. I don't think there's been a whole lot, um, but I will pull that up as soon as I can. Um, And so right now we are at, I have the most transactions aside from Garlic. Um, I'm guessing it's just players who we didn't like drafting, that sort of thing. So yeah, we're going to move on. Um, let's go to the topic teaser for next week. We have a new segment called the fave five. So the fave five is going to be just something kind of fun and random. So those of you who are listening, who don't know us, or even if you do know us get to find out some of our top five items and some specific topics, we're not going to do it this week. Instead, we're going to prep you for what to expect next week. And for those of you who do not know, um, or do not pay attention like I do, you will get to listen to us explain it again next week. So this is where you can tune out if you'd like. Anyways, the topic for next week is... Oh, hang on here. Sports movies. So next week, Garlic and I are going to come up with our top five sports movies and share with you. It might be the same, might be different. Either way, you'll get to listen in. If you haven't seen them, probably recommend you seeing them. Next, we are in the outro, folks. This is where usually Garlic tells you to go to sleep, play some fancy music. Um, I ditch out early, but since he's the one that ditched out early because, well, you know, diary is a bitch, um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and keep speaking. I'm not sure. I mean, usually he says he's done, but I think I, Oh, yep. There he is. He's uh, running naked through his living room. Uh, Oh God, that is not a lot of toilet paper. Um, anyways, um, our normal show will be in effect next week in its entirety. So you can expect to see another fan tasty zone, two minute drill, where we will talk about our football kind of, reactions to week one, I guess is what I'd say. Not necessarily Homerism, but most likely a lot about the Packers and the Vikings, but Hey, it's only a minute. And then we'll dive into the fantasy fun time and we will catch you later. Garlic's a, Oh, Hey Gar, how are you? <laughs> did you keep going or no? I did. I did. Actually, I am currently at our normal show in its entirety. I was going to stay, say, stay safe, but I feel like I throw up if I were to encourage others to stay safe. So, Hey Jalen, go lick doorknobs in a hospital. Did you, t- so did, what is the fave five topic for last week? Cause I haven't even heard it yet. Oh, that's right. You weren't here. Um, I was not. And I didn't see it like listed on the spreadsheet movies, sports movies. That's the first fave five. Did you encourage people to play along on Facebook or whatever? No, I encourage people to listen so they know some new movies to watch. There you go, Josh. Well, I'll take over here in the outro then. Next week, we are finally at our quote-unquote normal show. It's weird to say normal show because we do like 24 a year and seven or eight of them are different, but the majority of our shows will be in this format. We've got football behind us. We will have football in front of us, and things will be quote-unquote back to normal stay safe everybody covid's real the country's on fire still california especially it's a weird radical political climate hopefully everyone can stay out of um, physical violence in that realm we're at 20 out of 100 subscribers on youtube be a friend tell a friend please help us get to that 100 Head notes over to us at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod anchor.fm slash hoodpod those are all the places you can interact with the show josh anything else you want to say to the folks did did blake tune in um, I'll check the chat one more time, but I have, oh, Brian said bye in the chat. So Brian, I guess is watching along. I don't know if he's been watching the whole time or just came in to watch me run off and take a shit real quick, but Brian was here. So what's up, Brian? Okay. Hey Brian. So Blake wasn't there. No, we, we had him and we lost him. Josh, we had Blake baby come back. So cancel, cancel the gift basket. Uh, maybe give them give them a chance to comment. People can have things come up. Maybe live streams can be difficult. Give them a chance to give us a YouTube comment or a Facebook post or something. I'd say give them one week and then cancel it. Like don't send it yet, but don't cancel the order yet either. Okay, you hear that, Blake? If you don't tune in or give us comment next week, um, you're no longer going to get your autographed garlic and Josh bobblehead dolls sent to you by Kmart. Okay, Martin, what a place that used to be. The big K. Uh, anyways, um, uh, oh, go yeah. ahead. But I, I just wanted to go ahead and kind of, you know, you know how people have horns and sometimes you can toot them? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm just going to toot my own horn here and just say that on our Faith 5 list, once you, uh, once you look at the list, number one is sports movies. If I type number two dot enter, it'll give us a number two song intros oh it's a random list generator nice and so we are making a rough schedule but if anyone has any suggestions for fave five options please let us know and we might pivot mid-season if it's a good one i'm just gonna go ahead and throw i'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there if we get a suggestion that will be the next show's topic 
I mean, you got. I think. Already. I think you got to do a week in advance. You got to give us a chance to tease it on one show and then do it the week after. So you got to. If like if someone suggests okay, it's fine. on a Tuesday, it shouldn't be that Wednesday. It should be the following, in my opinion. Oh no, it, 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 we'll we'll talk about the suggestion on the next show. So right, obviously, sports okay. movies is the next one. So then let's just say we talk about our sports movies. You know, Sea Biscuit. That's that's the number one sports movie classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, our next week's topic is podcasts. Between then and there, we talk about podcast like podcast would be our topic but then if someone were to comment between sports movies and podcasts after we're done with our podcast list we'd say we have a lovely participant who suggested we talk about our top five numbers in the alphabet wouldn't be the worst thing in the world anyways we should probably get going i will shout out to brian one more time in the chat he put new team name the poopy boys so this fucking guy is really trying to gaslight me right now. That's fucked. <laughs> the disrespect and the sunlight shining in my eyes. Somehow this is Brian's fault too. Go tuck yourself in, Brian. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, go back and listen. I responded to your proposal, Stan. Josh. So, so I'm guessing Brian has Odell, huh? Oh, <laughs> Brian, if you don't know the news around Odell Beckham, you should probably Google it, but maybe not on a work computer. All right, Josh, we're going to let the Do people Google go to sleep. image search. We got to go. <laughs> oh Christ. God, if I had a nickel. I try we tried the fantasy fun time got so long. We were gonna be out of here in under an hour for sure. It won't be like we okay, I guarantee, money back guarantee next week we'll be out in under an hour. Oh no, I guarantee it as well. But this we had a lot of topics. I drank 750 milliliters of alcohol. <sighs> that was um, a thick beer, dude. That was a that was a mini keg in your hand. It's it's gone. It was delicious. Would you even eat um, the can? You look around like you're looking for the can, like it disappeared. Well, you know, hey, I've had enough to where I'm looking for all three of the cans. Um, Christ. Yeah, gonna be on the box later. Yeah, I should be on the box right after. Well, I've got that fantasy draft, so I might not be on the box until eight-ish. We'll see how fast that goes. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat some tacos because that's the it's Taco Tuesday on a Wednesday.